Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. If you're reading the Irish Times today, there's a really interesting article, um, a piece in the paper today, and it's about the shortage of apprentices, um, apprenticeships, young people in the construction sector. And Conor Gray, who's the apprentice development manager at the engineering contractor Mercury, he said that it's partly due to a reluctance among younger people to get out of bed for seven o'clock in the morning. And he's quoted in, in the paper today as saying that the hours that we work A lot of our projects will start at seven in the morning. I'd be perfectly honest. There's an awful lot of young people that don't like getting out of bed for seven. And that's just a fact. Um, We've been asking people today if you if you agree with Connor, maybe you disagree. Is he right? What's your view on this? Fred is with us on the line. Fred, well, what are your thoughts? How are you doing? Good. Um, Yeah, I I, I, uh, I was thinking about it there and it's it's a kind of a tricky one. Um, I'm a self sole trader and uh, trying to find apprentices or even subcontractors is getting extremely difficult. Um, I took on a couple of apprentices over the last seven or eight years, and none of them ever really worked out. And from my experience, what I kind of surmise is, we say an average age of apprentice, a first-year apprentice or second year, is anywhere between 17 and, we say, 21. And what I think is the wages that they're offered uh, from contractors is not up to standard with their price, with their living expenses. And what I mean by living expenses for, I could be wrong now, but for young people today, from what I can see, is a car and a phone, uh, clothes, uh, makeup and stuff. You know, the price of this, they're not able to afford these on apprenticeships wages. That's from what I can see and listening to, it's not just me, listening to other mm. uh, tradesmen that are at the game as long as I am. Uh, I think their their standard of living and their their expectations is way off the mark. And I think that's a big problem. Um, yeah, there's there's nothing wrong either with that. I mean, people want to aspire to have a car or, you know, whatever, like what, whatever the things are that people work to make money for. Like, you know, but... I I see your point about it's just it is impossible to to get people. Yeah, yeah well, sorry, just to, just on that point, you were saying that people want a car, okay? Like that's fair enough. But if if it meant not having a car for three years, and by the time you're working six years that you have a mortgage for a house, that's more important. That that's my point. Mm, okay. You know, you can have a phone, yes, but you don't have to have a phone that's worth eight hundred euros and. And if that's the reason why you're not getting up in the morning and you, if they're not looking at the bigger picture of being able to contribute to society by paying a pension, paying their tax, it, because they can't and they won't get out of bed in the morning because they can't afford a phone, that's absolutely ridiculous. And I think that's that to me and from what I can see on the ground, that is the problem. Okay. And speaking to other tradesmen, now, as I said to your researcher there, like I'll just give you three very, very quick examples and two come from myself, my own experience, and yeah. one from another builder. Uh, my own thing was, I had an apprentice with me. He was 21, he was 20 years of age. And he was tired of being on the dole, and he was tired of going in between jobs, and he wanted a, he wanted to be a, a skilled tradesman in trade. So uh, I took him on, 
and after two months he, because you're a sole trader and we, we, like you could be working anywhere within the county uh, he came to me and he wanted a wage increase uh, after two months and I asked him why and he said because I had to travel an extra 6, 8, 10, 15 miles to the job and I said I can't, I'm not going to give you a wage increase because of that I can't handpick these jobs that was the end of him he didn't turn up the following morning second example is which I thought at the time that the, the government were doing a great scheme with Solace, uh, the new FOSS scheme, mm. um, they would pay, if someone if someone came to that was either on, the, on social welfare and they wanted an apprenticeship, they were given out um, a scheme where the social welfare or the Solace would pay three quarters of the apprentice wages and you would bump up whatever was left to make those wages for whatever specific trade and that only lasted three I think it was three or six months which was great because if it didn't work out nobody was out of pocket yeah okay the apprentice could start somewhere else sorry yeah. so I, I done that with, with one with sorry I was attempting to do that with two different guys oh, had rang me was... had approached me yeah. and they, both questions they asked was after the six months what would my wage be and I said, you've only six months done in your trade. So the specific trade that I'm in, I said, at the top of my head, I think it's 230 to 250. And I said, before you answer me, I said, you have to take into account when I was an apprentice and I don't want to make it when I, you know, the generation before us. I said I was on eighty pound a week. Mm, okay, so. okay. I, I just want to bring in Fred, if you don't mind, just a couple of other callers on the, on this as well. Um, this texter says regarding getting up at seven to work on the building sites, it's not just as simple as that because a, a huge majority of building workers around Dublin actually travel from surrounding counties. We get up at five, leave home at five thirty to start at seven, finish at four, and spend often two to two and a half hours even getting home. I think it's important that you mention this too. Uh, Stephanie is with us on the line in Drogheda. Stephanie, what do you think? Um, hi, Andrea. Um, yeah, no, I think just as you said in your last, the last texter, I think that's a huge factor of it as well. Um, the commute time or the time that people have to get up. I have no experience, obviously, in the, the construction or the building side of um, the industry. But, you know, from our industry and hospitality, <clears throat> I know a lot of it comes down to pay. And I yes, maybe the younger generation are maybe a little bit more nonchalant than we used to be um, when we had jobs. But I think a lot of it comes down to pay or maybe the time that they have to commute to get to work. Um, there are disincentives for, you know, wanting to stick out a job or wanting to work hard. Um, I think we have another listener, Jared, on the line as well. Jared, what's your view? Yeah, I guess. Uh, hi, Andrea. I guess, um, you know, I, I would tend to agree with uh, what Fred had said earlier in terms of the general sense of it. I mean, I think, first of all, there are many, many, many young people who do make the effort and are very happy to get up early and to do what needs to be done. But I think what often happens is that the connection between effort and results has been lost somewhere on the line. That, I mean, understandably, I mean, every young person wants to have car maybe and have money to go out and whatever else. But, you know, it's the fact that it's like uh, there are so many role models of people who've had to put in the hard miles in order to be in a position to have the rewards. I mean, we have some fantastic superstars in Ireland, like Kelly Harrington, for example. Um, take one as an example. She didn't become a gold medalist just by deciding one day to stay in bed and not to put in the effort in training. And the rewards are there. But I kind of feel sometimes that we've kind of come to a point where so often in life now, 
um, the impression is given, you know, through the whole concept of celebrity and whatever, that, you know, uh, success is instant and I don't have to work at it to achieve it. And we see it and we're happy to see it in sports people. Like nobody believes they can go from working mm. or uh, playing on a club game to being uh, playing for Manchester United. Yeah. But in work, it seems that I don't have to do this. But actually you do. But the rewards come. I mean, Fred has his own business now because over the years he put the effort in. He got up early many years ago to do that. And that connection is lost. And I think that's part of the problem. Because I do think, you know, it's not that they're inherently uh, uh, unwilling to do it. But it's the image created that, in fact, uh, what they just need to do is to turn up and the effort is not required. And that's a, that's a missing connection, which is, is, to me, is a big part of the problem, you know? Yeah. Do you think there's that missing connection, Stephanie? Sorry, Andrew, I didn't hear that question. No, just, do you think is there a missing connection between, I suppose, the work ethic and, and what's required and then the, the reward at the end of it? Um, I, I definitely do think so. And I think, as your last speaker just said, there is the missing link between effort and success. And we're in the age of social social media where, you know, overnight most people can become a sensation or become um, Instagram famous for whatever it is that they're doing. Um, or you have some thing, take things like Love Island, which I absolutely love. But, you know, they just all they have to do is go on to a program for a few weeks and they can have hundreds and of thousands of followers straight away. Whereas be, before that, before the age of social media, people had to work very hard to gain success or to gain um, esteem or to gain followers. And I do think there there is a missing link for the younger generation and how to rebuild that, I don't know, because it doesn't seem that the age of social media is dying down at all. If anything, it's becoming more and more prominent. Um, but yeah, no, there is definitely... You there? Uh, yeah, no, I can hear you, Stephanie. Apologies, go on. Yeah, I, I, there is definitely a missing link there between okay. success and, and, and effort <laughs> or yeah. hard work. Th- this listener is texted in to say, regarding teenagers getting out of bed to work, why not pay them a wage they can live on? I have three uh, adult teenagers and all working. The youngest would love to do an apprenticeship, but couldn't afford to run one oh, yeah. Um, yeah. with the car, to, even to put fuel yeah. in his car and just to get by from week to week. If they were, why not pay them? Uh, 10 50 an hour don't tar all young people with the one brush please says this listener like is that a I fair agree with that. would you stephanie yeah so I would it's, 100% it's agree with that i do think that pay is a massive thing and um, you know they don't get paid a lot and i think under the age of 18 the pay is even lower the, the minimum wage is even lower um it's been a while since i've been on that so I, I don't remember what it is but you know i think pay is definitely a thing because people you know 20 years ago, teenagers wouldn't have had a phone or bills or they wouldn't have had, you know, as much of a social life as they do now. And, um, you know, there has to be an incentive for people to work hard. Um, and I'm not saying money is, is everything, but I'm saying that, you know, that has to be a massive part, um, uh, factor, mm. you know, to okay. encourage people to keep working hard. What about just the fact, I suppose, Fred, that there's there's more choice out there for people now? I agree fully with the two callers, Stephanie and Jor. I just want to make the point what Jor was saying, which is very valid about, uh, you know, the, the, the goals that you can reach. I think what people are missing, and I see it on the ground, actually, is the standard of tradesmen is slipping and slipping very, very low at the moment because there's such a shortage of us. And plus, we're, we're, we're backlogged with work. I see, like, the tradesmen are rushing jobs. Like the standard of building today is not the same as it was 
20, 25, 27 years ago when I started, which is a big thing because there's such a push to get jobs finished, which is which is a valid point. Um, sorry, you, your question to me was again... No, I just wanted to ask about like the fact that more young people are not going in to maybe take up apprenticeships. Mm. Is it just due to the fact, though, like maybe it's not that, you know, the thing about getting out of bed at seven in the morning, but there's probably yeah. just more college options or third level options or more career opportunities for them. Yeah, there is. There, there, there definitely is way more, and they have a better opportunity within the schools to to to, to get to these these professions. But I still think, look, I, I could be wrong and probably get shot. You know, people are giving out about it, but I think the, the younger generation, and I don't want to make it a generation thing, but I think they're looking for easier options. And as your last two callers have said, they want a success overnight. And as I pointed out earlier on. I had an apprentice after mm. two months. He wanted more money. Yeah. Okay. You, so you, you know, think, so I, think, I know what you. I, yeah. No, I, t- you I take. I take. I, t- I take your point. There's a listener here as well as texting to say that students go to college with no wage to attain a higher wage based on a degree. Apprentices get paid low to become a tradesman. I don't see the difference, especially given the colossal wages that tradesmen often earn. Most lads on site taken home over a thousand per week when qualified. Early mornings may be an issue, uh, but laziness is a bigger one, according to this texter. They all want a cushy job. Um, social influencer rather than to work hard for a good wage. That's according to one texter there today. Uh, Sean is on the line. Sean, what's your thoughts? Uh, can you hear me? I can indeed, yeah. <laughs> All right, so I was listening to the uh, interesting debate. Um, look, I work in a position, it's a family day place. I take two journeys every day <laughs> to work. I'm only on a 10 or an hour for 30 hours and I've actually done 40. Um, during COVID, my position was closed due to the pandemic, of course. But I just think it's a bit unfair. Like, Again, I don't know what it's like to work in the construction industry, so I don't know. But to tar young people and say they just want everything is just not fair. I mean, I'm 33. I live in my dad's house. I'm trying to save. Like, journey for me is quite pricey to get a dart in a bus every day all the way up to Sandyford and back. And it's like four journeys. So to say that, you know, young people want to be given everything, I I disagree. Mm. I like it personally. Like, for my reception job, I prefer to work from home but I was denied that so <laughs> I just don't think it's fair to tar everyone over the everyone to the same brush and, and say that young people are entitled yeah, we and, hear that all the time in this country okay because there is another message in here I see Caroline in Dublin is texting to say that you know she thinks it's a, a symptom of millenn- uh, millennials a reality check is needed but you, you you think that's it's unfair I think it's unfair oh I can only speak for myself like I know a lot of friends who have been in jobs for years and um, I went from three years unemployment to a C scheme to a startup role to a contract job that didn't work out to temporary reception positions that weren't permanent and then the pandemic hit for me so I was never really in a position where I had any stable employment so to okay. say that what your listeners out there I disagree with yeah so. okay no that's that, that's fair enough uh, 1800 453 if you want to join us Paul is on the line Paul I believe you work in the um, in the construction sector what's your thoughts hi Andrea can you hear me I can indeed yeah yeah hi Andrea no I'm just uh, I'm just interested on Andrea I, I mean I'm in the construction industry 50 years uh, I'm a bricklayer by trade and I tell you I have three sons and I didn't encourage any of them to go to it now would I why, Paul? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, a few reasons. But basically, it's the boom-bust nature of the industry in this country. Right? 
if you remember back to the Celtic Tigers in 2000 and, you know, we say four, five, six, ten years, you couldn't keep a young lad in school. There was an abundance of apprentices. An abundance of them. Because they, could, they were doing four years apprenticeship and immediately when they come out of college and come out of finished their apprenticeship after four years, they were on 30,000 a year. You know, and that. Uh, very, very difficult to keep. I, I did not a job to keep my own kids in school. Um, and they were out on sites with me and all that. I don't agree with this thing that young people are lazy and all. Some of them are, but most of them aren't. Mm. You know? The bottom line is, you get a young lad uh, uh, now serving us. And, and the way apprentices are treated in this country, I mean, the way they treated them, like in 2006, five, six, I remember it was big uh, advertisements in the Irish Post in London. Paddy, come home, your country needs you and all this sort of nonsense. And then a couple of years later on, they were all just dropped. And the only, it wasn't Sullis, it was Foss at the time. They wouldn't even bring the lads in and let them finish their time and get their national craft certificate and go to Australia or wherever else they wanted to go. It was apprentices left high and dry, couldn't mm-hmm. even finish their... There, there's, one, there's, there's an interesting text in here from Mick and Kerry, and I don't know, Paul, what your thoughts on this are. He says, change the name apprenticeship to something else because it often carries a stigma. Give it an uh, undergraduate title. Would that make a difference? Uh, it would make it. Uh, Andrea, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's only snobbery like to me, you know what I mean? If you get, get a young lad that's going to serve his time uh, as, as a bricklayer or a plaster, like bricklaying and plastering are two of the hardest trades. Mm. Uh, you well, know. Well, they're very you, sought after, Paul, because can t- you, you, you can't get anyone at the minute to do it. Well, yeah, but like, there's a reason for that, you know what I mean? And I mean, then uh, uh, there, is, there, is a, there is a shortage of young lads going to them trades. And why not? There's, there's an abundance of uh, electricians. There's loads of electricians going to that. But it's the way you see again. I mean, when you listen to these government ministers and all this, you know. But, like, I actually know, uh, I know an electrician. He's a fourth-year apprentice, right? He can't finish his last phase. He has two children, a partner and two children now, two small children. And he lives here in Wicklow, you know. And he was sent to Donegal to do the final phase of... of uh, of his apprenticeship. It'd be some, dri- it'd be some drive, Paul. Well, it, like, the reality of it is you couldn't drive. You'd mm. have to stay up there. I know, I know. And you'd and have to constant... About, what, yeah. Well, do you I mean, see, just... I, I wonder, like, Fred, are you still with us? Because you're, you're, in, you're in the construction building yourself and you're listening to Paul there. Like, I mean, is, is that not a fair point? Should, should apprentices not... Should they be paid more? Like, is that, you know, if there's a shortage, they're in I demand. I don't think they should be... I don't... Honestly, my own experience... I don't think they should be paid more. I I do agree with your previous caller. He's he's bang on the money. We say they're not looked after. When they you know when, when their time is cut short and they can't finish their 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 training. Yes, I agree with all that. I don't agree with paying them more because well, why not? Like, well, they're not professionals. They're not like you take you on see, a full apprentice. Uh, sorry, what's that? Hold on, hold on. You take yeah, on sorry. an apprentice and he's he's working eight months. He's not qualified. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to cost you money or she's going to cost you money. And that's fine. You've got to take it on board. But why would you pay him more money? You know, like do, do what we all okay. have to do. Okay, up their money, yes. Up their money to, to the standard of living. Yes, I completely agree with that. Okay. But, Is that not a fair but, point, Paul? Yeah, simple economics of something. Uh, like, could I, could I, could I just ask that chap there? Do you pay uh, travelling time and all that? Do you pay all the, all the, all the recognised? Uh, yes. If if they're over twenty mile, when I had apprentices or fellas working for me, if they were over the twenty mile mark, yes, 
their money would go up. That was the if you're reading the Irish that, Times today, it's a really interesting article, um, a piece yeah. in the paper today, you know, and it's about the shortage of apprentices. Apprenticeships. Okay. Do you know what? Will you stay with us, both of you? Because there's more people looking to get into technology about this as well. And I do need to take a very short break. Five through one six is the number we want to get in touch. Just stay with us. We'll be back in among younger people. We were talking about a really interesting article in the Irish Times today about the shortage of apprentices in the paper today, saying that the hours that we work and apprentice development. A manager who works in the engineering sector says that it's part due to a reluctance among younger people to just get out of bed before seven in the morning. And we've had a lot of reaction to this today. Carl and Walkenstein says my son and his friends are all sixteen. Won't go near the construction sector because they see their dads now forty-eight and fifty with major back and knee pain from years in the sites with still years left to work. Graham got in touch. Graham, what's your view on this? Oh, I do. Um, a lot of my the points that I had originally found in the have pretty much been covered um, by previous callers. Um, however, um, over the last seven or eight years, sorry, no, go on ahead. And none of them ever really worked out. Sorry, another call was coming through there. My um, experience, what I kind of, I guess, I could sum up, but an average age for apprentices, obviously, first year apprentices or second year, is anywhere between seventeen and are kind of twenty-one. Very broad. Generalisation. What I think there is are always in the wages that they're offered, you know, cohort uh, very contractors well, and, is and not will be attracted standard to their price and with their living. My personal experience as a and what I mean by living expenses and an employment agent. I could be wrong there, but okay. for people today, from what I, I could probably see, employed over the last four years. I don't know, uh, 100 clothes, people or so uh, that would make up and stuff. Uh, you know, the price to be in the right age category. They're not able to. Um, for an apprenticeship, on apprenticeship and quite a lot I've passed over what I can see and listen to it's not just me and you know, to other mm-hmm. labour that are at the game as I am you know, uh, the, 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 the boxes standard of living reliability timekeeping their expectations and all that kind of stuff is way off the mark and I think that's my personal experience there's nothing wrong either with that I mean people want to aspire to have a car or you know whatever like Whatever the things are that people work to make money for, labor. like you know, but and I I see your point you about know, a go just it is impossible to, to get people. Let off, uh, sure, yeah, yeah, well, sorry, just lad, just on that point, you were saying that people want a car. Okay, and, and, and right, that's fair enough. But if, if it meant not having a car for three years, guys, and by the time you're working six years, that you've mortgage for a house, the company is more important, etc. And, and, and that's my point. Are, mm. okay. they when you they can have a four, yes. okay. so, uh, but you don't have it's to have a pay. Is it? 800 well, euros pay conditions that into the reason why you don't have enough in the market and you, if they're not looking at the bigger picture of being able to, to contribute to a society you know, by doing qualification and gender tax pretty much going to guarantee that I have to go to they won't get out of the Canada morning in a few years time like that's three, that's we've got loads of work here, for example, and three. From what I can see on very, the ground, very that well is paid the guys okay. that I have on. And speaking uh, to other people at the no, moment, as I said, are to your there, like, because uh, going I'll to just give you three very, very good examples. Because I can't get accommodation. And so, come from my, you know, my own experience yeah. and one from another builder. My own facets. thing was, I had an apprentice with me, he was 20 years of age. He was tired of being on the dole, and he was tired of going sort of after. He wanted the opportunity. 
There's another so, text in here from a yeah, listener as well, Graham, who says it's a market economy. Months, Why would people do the difficult apprentice work so for very little money in the like scheme of things? If you want good workers, the pay them good wages. Uh, Moaning because they can't get cheap labour isn't fair. John is in the line in Waterford. John, but what do you think? Well, the point I have to make is to do with travel. A lot of people don't want to take up apprenticeship because they could be walking in today, could be Cork tomorrow, could be Limburg, Wexford. Second and example simply is, can't which I thought, uh, now, there's a lot of companies, the government were doing a great scheme with Solace, uh, the who new boss, pay you in the rate. Um, they would I, pay, I have, I have worked in, if someone, if someone came to that, that was jobs in the water on, the, on social welfare, where people and they wanted an apprenticeship, they were given out, sometimes um, for maybe 60, 70% of social welfare. Would you, would you encourage people, John, in this day and age to get into the, um, to get into the, you know, go through an apprenticeship scheme? Like, is it an attractive industry? Whatever specific trade. Um, and that only lasts no, three, no, I think it's it's three or six no. months. No. It is, it, Which it is, is great if because if it didn't work out, work at the proper nobody was out of pocket. Okay. Yeah. And okay. all okay. the apprentices I done that with one. Sorry, I was attempting to do that with two different guys at Both questions they asked was after the six months. There's many people across the country. There's a text coming in or lots of texts coming in. I should say from people just talking about I mean. it's, it's the wages in general and you know when I suppose they're all kind of paying the, the same apprenticeship rate in all companies across the not all companies but some companies according to the tax across the country pay better wages here's another one some of the older generation lived in, live in the past don't realise that the times have changed young people need more money to live we all deserve other callers on this as well and this text says regarding getting better wages and you'll get more apprentices on the building sites it's not just as simple as that because a huge majority of building workers College life around Dublin actually travel from surrounding counties to the site, leave home at 5.30 to start at 7, finish at 4 and spend off in two to two and a half hours. Even getting college, you can't get eight or nine hours that you mentioned this too. Stephanie is with us on the line in Drogheda. This listener says all apprentices shouldn't be tired of the wash. My son leaves the house half six every morning to home at 7 pm. First year apprentice electrician, he earns 7 euro 50 an hour. He's never once complained about his hours or his pay. He's just 19 years of age. Five three one six is the number. Of, um, the construction the job gap, you know, the fact it's worsening, apparently by mm. a reluctance to I get out of bed for seven. Pay. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Avant Money. Weekdays at midday on News Talk. But I think a lot of it comes down to pay or maybe the time that they have to commute to get to work. Um, it, it, they're disincentives for, you know, wanting to stick out a job or wanting to work hard. Um, I think we have another listener, Jared, on the line as well. Jared, what's your view? Yeah, I guess. Uh, hi, Andrea. I guess um, you know I, I would tend to agree with uh, what Fred had said earlier in terms of the general sense of it. I mean, I think first of all there are many, many, many young people who do make the effort and are very happy to get up early and to do what needs to be done. But I think what often happens is that the connection between effort and results has been lost somewhere on the line. That, I mean, understandably, I mean, every young person wants to have car maybe and have money to go out and whatever else. But, you know, it's the fact that it's like uh, there are so many role models of people who've had to put in the hard miles in order to be in a position to have the rewards. I mean, we have some fantastic superstars in Ireland, like Kelly Harrington, for example. Um, take one as an example. She didn't become a gold medalist just by deciding one day to stay in bed and not to put in the effort in training. 
and the rewards are there. But I kind of feel sometimes that we've kind of come to a point where so often in life now, um, the impression is given, you know, through the whole concept of celebrity and whatever, that, you know, uh, success is instant and I don't have to work at it to achieve it. And we see it and we're happy to see it in sports people. Like nobody believes they can go from working mm. or uh, playing on a club game to being uh, playing for Manchester United. Yeah. But in work, it seems that I don't have to do this. But actually you do. But the rewards come. I mean, Fred has his own business now because over the years he put the effort in. He got up early many years ago to do that. And that connection is lost. And I think that's part of the problem. Because I do think, you know, it's not that they're inherently uh, uh, unwilling to do it. But it's the image created that, in fact, uh, what they just need to do is to turn up and the effort is not required. And that's a, that's a missing connection, which is, is, to me, is a big part of the problem, you know? Yeah. Do you think there's that missing connection, Stephanie? Sorry, Andrew, I didn't hear that question. No, just, do you think is there a missing connection between, I suppose, the work ethic and, and what's required and then the, the reward at the end of it? Um, I, I definitely do think so. And I think, as your last speaker just said, there is the missing link between effort and success. And we're in the age of social social media where, you know, overnight most people can become a sensation or become um, Instagram famous for whatever it is that they're doing. Um, or you have some thing, take things like Love Island, which I absolutely love. But, you know, they just all they have to do is go on to a program for a few weeks and they can have hundreds and of thousands of followers straight away. Whereas be, before that, before the age of social media, people had to work very hard to gain success or to gain um, esteem or to gain followers. And I do think there there is a missing link for the younger generation and how to rebuild that, I don't know, because it doesn't seem that the age of social media is dying down at all. If anything, it's becoming more and more prominent. Um, but yeah, no, there is definitely... You there? Uh, yeah, no, I can hear you, Stephanie. Apologies, go on. Yeah, I, I, there is definitely a missing link there between okay. success and, and, and effort <laughs> or yeah. hard work. Th- this listener is texted in to say, regarding teenagers getting out of bed to work, why not pay them a wage they can live on? I have three uh, adult teenagers and all working. The youngest would love to do an apprenticeship, but couldn't afford to run one oh, yeah. Um, yeah. with the car, to, even to put fuel yeah. in his car and just to get by from week to week. If they were, why not pay them? Uh, ten fifty an hour. Don't tar all young people with the one brush, please. Says this listener. Like, is that a I fair? Agree with that. Would you, Stephanie? Yeah. So I hundred percent agree with that. I do think that pay is a massive thing, and um, you know they don't get paid a lot. And I think under the age of eighteen, the pay is even lower. The the minimum wage is even lower. Um, it's been a while since I've been on that, so I I don't remember what it is. But you know, I think pay is definitely a thing because people, you know. 20 years ago, teenagers wouldn't have had a phone or bills or they wouldn't have had, you know, as much of a social life as they do now. And, um, you know, there has to be an incentive for people to work hard. Um, and I'm not saying money is, is everything, but I'm saying that, you know, that has to be a massive part, um, uh, factor, mm. you know, to okay. encourage people to keep working hard. What about just the fact, I suppose, Fred, that there's there's more choice out there for people now? I agree fully with the two callers, Stephanie and Jor. I just want to make the point what Jor was saying, which is very valid about, uh, you know, the, the, the goals that you can reach. I think what people are missing, and I see it on the ground, actually, is the standard of tradesmen is slipping and slipping very, very low at the moment because there's such a shortage of us. And plus, we're, we're, we're backlogged with work. I see 
like the tradesmen are rushing jobs. Like the standard of building today is not the same as it was 20, 25, 27 years ago when I started, which is a big thing because there's such a push to get jobs finished, which is which is a valid point. Um, sorry, you, your question to me was again. No, I just wanted to ask about like the fact that more young people are not going in to maybe take up apprenticeships. Mm. Is it just due to the fact though, like maybe it's not that you know the thing about getting out of bed at seven in the morning, but there's probably yeah. just more college options or third level options or more career opportunities for them. Yeah, there is. There, there, there definitely is way more, and they have a better opportunity within the schools to, 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 to get to these these professions. But I still think, look, I, I could be wrong and probably get shot. You know, people are giving out about it, but I think the, the younger generation, and I don't want to make it a generation thing, but I think they're looking for easier options. And as your last two callers have said, they want a success overnight. And as I pointed out earlier on. I had an apprentice after mm. two months. He wanted more money. Yeah. Okay. You, so you, you know, think, so I, think, I know what you. I, yeah. No, I, t- you I take. I take. I take. I take your point. There's a listener here as well as texting to say that students go to college with no wage to attain a higher wage based on a degree. Apprentices get paid low to become a tradesman. I don't see the difference, especially given the colossal wages that tradesmen often earn. Most lads on site taken home over a thousand per week when qualified. Early mornings may be an issue, uh, but laziness is a bigger one, according to this texter. They all want a cushy job. Um, social influencer rather than to work hard for a good wage that's according to one texter there today uh, Sean is on the line Sean what's your thoughts uh, can you hear me I can indeed Jen <laughs> alright so I was listening to the uh, interesting debate um, look I work in a position it's a family day place I take two journeys every day <laughs> to work I'm only on a 10 or an hour for 30 hours and I've actually done 40 um, during Covid my position was closed due to the pandemic of course but I just think it's a bit unfair like Again, I don't know what it's like to work in the construction industry, so I don't know. But to tar young people and say they just want everything is just not fair. I mean, I'm 33. I live in my dad's house. I'm trying to save. Like, journey for me is quite pricey to get a dart on a bus every day all the way up to Sandyford and back. And it's like four journeys. So to say that, you know, young people want to be given everything, I I disagree. Mm. I like it personally. Like, for my reception job, I prefer to work from home but I was denied that so <laughs> I just don't think it's fair to tar everyone over the everyone to the same brush and, and say that uh, young people are entitled yeah, we uh, hear that all the time in this country okay because there is another message in here I see Caroline in Dublin is texting to say that you know she thinks it's a, a symptom of millenn- uh, millennials a reality check is needed but do you, you you think that's it's unfair I think it's unfair oh I can only speak for myself like I know a lot of friends who have been in jobs for years and um, I went from three years unemployment to a C scheme to a startup role to a contract job that didn't work out to temporary reception positions that weren't permanent and then the pandemic hit for me so I was never really in a position where I had any stable employment so to okay. say that what your listeners out there I disagree with yeah so. okay no that's that, that's fair enough uh, 1800 453 if you want to join us Paul is on the line Paul I believe you work in the um, in the construction sector what's your thoughts hi Andrea can you hear me I can indeed yeah yeah hi Andrea no I'm just uh, I'm just interested on Andrea I, I mean I'm in the construction industry 50 years uh, I'm a bricklayer by trade and I tell you I have three sons and I didn't encourage any of them to go to it now would I why, Paul? Well, I'll tell you why. Uh, a few reasons. But 
basically, it's the boom-bust nature of the industry in this country. Right? If you remember back to the Celtic Tiger to 2000 and, you know, we say four, five, six, ten years, you couldn't keep a young lad in school. There was an abundance of apprentices. An abundance of them. Because they, could, they were doing four years apprenticeship and immediately when they come out of college and come out of finished their apprenticeship after four years, they were on 30,000 a year. You know, and that. Uh, very, very difficult to keep. I, I did an awful job to keep my own kids in school. Um, and they were out on sites with me and all that. I don't agree with this thing that young people are lazy and all. Some of them are, but most of them aren't. Mm. You know, the bottom line is, you get a young lad uh, uh, now serving us. And, and the way apprentices are treated in this country, I mean, the way they treated them, like in 2006, five, six, I remember it was big uh, advertisements in the Irish Post in London, Paddy, come home, your country needs you and all this sort of nonsense. And then a couple of years later on, they were all just dropped. And the only, it wasn't Sullis, was Foss at the time. They wouldn't even bring the lads in and let them finish their time and get their national craft certificate and go to Australia or wherever else they wanted to go. There was apprentices left high and dry, couldn't mm-hmm. even finish their... There, there's, one, there's, there's an interesting text in here from Mick and Kerry, and I don't know, Paul, what your thoughts on this are. He says, change the name apprenticeship to something else because it often carries a stigma. Give it an uh, undergraduate title. Would that make a difference? Uh, it would make it. Uh, Andrea, you know, I mean, uh, you know, that's only snobbery like to me, you know what I mean? If you get, get a young lad that's going to serve his time uh, as, as a bricklayer or a plaster, like bricklaying and plastering are two of the hardest trades. Mm. Uh, well, well, they're very you, sought after, Paul, because I can tell you can't get, you can't get, you can't get anyone at the minute to do it. Well, yeah, but like, there's a reason for that, you know what I mean? And I mean, then, uh, there is, there is, a, there is a shortage of young lads going to them trades. And why not? There's, there's an abundance of uh, electricians. There's loads of electricians going to that. But it's the way you see again. I mean, when you listen to these government ministers and all this, you know. But, like, I actually know, uh, I know an electrician. He's a fourth-year apprentice, right? He can't finish his last phase. He has two children, a partner and two children now, two small children. And he lives here in Wicklow, you know. And he was sent to Donegal to do the final phase of... of uh, of his apprenticeship. It'd be some, dri- it'd be some drive, Paul. Well, it, like, the reality of it is you couldn't drive. You'd mm. have to stay up there. I know, I know. And you'd constant... About, what, yeah. Well, do you I mean, see, just... I, I wonder, like, Fred, are you still with us? Because you're, you're, in, you're in the construction building yourself and you're listening to Paul there. Like, I mean, is, is that not a fair point? Should, should apprentices not... Should they be paid more? Like, is that, you know, if there's a shortage, they're in I demand. I don't think they should be... I don't... Honestly, it's my own experience. I don't think they should be paid more. I I do agree with your previous caller. He's he's bang on the money. We say they're not looked after. We say you know when, when their time is cut short and they can't finish their 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 training. Yes, I agree with all that. I don't agree with paying them more because well, why not? Like, well, they're not professionals. They're not like you take you on see, a full time apprentice. No, no, no. Hold on, hold on. You take yeah, on sorry. an apprentice and he's he's working eight months. He's not qualified. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to cost you money or she's going to cost you money. And that's fine. You've got to take it on board. But why would you pay him more money? You know, like do, do what we all okay. have to do. Okay, up their money, yes. Up their money to, to, to the standard of living. Yes, I completely agree with that. Okay. But, Is that not a fair but, point, Paul? The simple economics of something. Uh, like, could I, could I, could I just ask that chap there? Do you pay uh, travelling time and all that? Do you pay all the, all the, all the recognised? Uh, yes. If if they're over twenty mile, when I had apprentices or fellas working for me, 
Well, if they mm. were over the 20 mile mark, yes, their money would go up. But that was a standard. Well, well the, we're entitled to country money. It's called subsistence. They're entitled to that. Yes. You know, it's okay. paid them subsistence. That's, that's course, like. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Okay. See, Do you know what? Stay, will, you, will you stay with us, both of, both of you? Because there's more people looking to get in touch, actually, about this as well. And I just I do need to take a very short break. 53106 is the number if you want to get in touch. Just stay with us. We'll be back in a moment.